Throughout my podcasting career, I don't regret leaving the Daydreamer podcast or betting on Juju to be top five in 2019. Is that I can't see us live podcasting on Twitch, but you don't need to make that same regret because you can watch us live twitch.tv slash Daydreamer Media. Welcome in. JJ once again is uh, battling a space monster this week. So it is producer Ian uh, once again hosting this week. So uh, today we have Ryan who did that wonderful intro. Definitely didn't take a couple takes to do that. So Ryan, tell them where they can find you. They can find me at R-O-K-K-O. Rocco. Daydreamer. (laughs) And from now on, my nickname is Headband Rocco. Just letting you guys know. I'm going to put that out in the space. Starting no. now. No. Change the Twitter handle. I mean, keep it at Rocco Daydreamer, but definitely have your name be, pop up as like headband. Uh, headband Rocco yeah, Daydreamer head- plus. <laughs> plus Mega Eagles Ultra. fan number one. <laughs> you now hear Keone. Keone, why don't, they, uh, why don't you tell them where they can find you? Um, well, I'm not, I might not be as cool as being able to quote um, the illustrious, the notorious, um, AB, but you know, I'm, I, I, I tweet some, I tweet some pretty fire stuff, you know, in the Twitterverse. if, if, you know, to, compared to like, um, I don't know, like white bread, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty spicy compared to that. So, um, but I tweet all the stuff on the Twitter at daydreamer Keone. Let's let's put a picture of Keone on the Instagram that says spicier than white bread. Exactly <laughs> like that. Um, all right. Well, today what we have for you is it's our rankings galore. Ian, yeah. What's your Twitter? Oh, my Twitter. Oh, at Daydreaming Ian. Oh. It's simple as that. You know, I don't need all the Twitter followers. I, I <laughs> if you'd like to follow me, I don't tweet. I don't tweet a lot from that account. Um, it's more of control, help retweets, stuff like that. I'll every once in a while I'll put some random thing out there but i'm i'm more wild on like a private one so yes anyway uh we have our ranking show rankings galore as i like to call it we're gonna go through our running back and wide receiver rankings today uh just the top 10 we're gonna give you some opinions on it we're gonna maybe have opinions on how it fell in our consensus rankings because i mean it's our consensus but we'll have different personal rankings stuff like that so we'll We'll give you all the information, and we're just going to go straight into that right now. So, for running back rankings, I'm just going to list the top 10 real quick, and then we're going to talk about it. At number 10, we have Nick Chubb. Okay? Nick Chubb. Am I not doing the thing? <sighs> okay, fine. You can you do the voice and do it. You can read the list. I'll let you read the list <laughs> so I can take some notes. Okay, good. Good. All right. Number 10. Nick Chubb, a.k.a. The Chubb Train. Number nine. Alvin Kamara, a.k.a. 44. <laughs> number, number eight. DeAndre Swift. Number seven. Najee Harris. 
Number six, Joe Mixon. Number five, Delvin Cook. Number four, King Derrick Henry. Number three, CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Number two, Austin Eckler. And number one, JT, Mr. Fitted, Jonathan Taylor. There you go for for winning Jonathan Taylor this preseason ranking show. Woo! Perfect. I forgot we had the uh, uh, the applause. Okay, one second. Why did you call him AK forty four when his number's forty one? <laughs> you know, because you know. he's going to score forty four touchdowns this year. <laughs> to be honest, I, sh- I took a shot in the dark, and sometimes you just got to do that. I knew his numbers was in the forties. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely forgot. Yeah. I went for it, you know? You know, so you, 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 the confidence of you just got to have confidence. You had the and, conviction. It sold me. Yeah. You know? And so, you know what? Here's, there's the thing. I'm going to start a new segment. Find Keone's mistake in each episode. It could be little, it could be big. <laughs> just got to find it. So there's a, there's a gimme for you folks. There's a gimme. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be our new uh, Twitter game. There you go. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, let's get right into these questions. Who do you guys think is too high in those uh, in those rankings? Our consensus. <clears throat> Keone, let's let's start with you. Is it uh, I mean, AK forty four? Apparently, is potentially me. Because I, if I have to, if he, if I think he's number forty four, then I might be uh, listening to some Bob Marley. Um, but it's this is I'm gonna go DeAndre Swift, and it's. Like not even I would move him one spot. Uh, so it's not it's like not an egregious move, but I pretty much agree with basically everybody else on this list. Um, I think I would move Nick Chubb to where DeAndre Swift is and then push push him and Alvin Kamara 41 back. Um, I just he's a great pass catcher. Um, he, you know does a good job. He's the number one guy in Detroit, but I just think some guys are a little bit better than him. But again, one spot is not, it's, it's kind of just finding which, cause I think this list is pretty, um, pretty solid for the most part, at least on my personal rankings. So there's not much for me to, to say about him moving one or one or two spots, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Eh, not fully, but you know, I do agree. DeAndre Swift is going to be that guy this year. Ryan, who do, who do you think's too high? Ryan's muted. Let's try that again. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon? Oh, pretty simple for me. I have him at uh, running back ten, and again, he is uh, running. Sorry, running back six. He doesn't get enough three down work for me. Um, they brought P Ryan in and Evans in quite a bit on third down and to be a guy who's in that top six, I think you need to be other than Derrick Henry need to be a guy who's elite and doing all three things or doing three down things. Um, I also think that with this offense, having so many weapons, you know, Joe, uh, Joe Burrow's really good and you got Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, 
um, Hayden Hurst, P. Ryan, Joe Mixon, Chris Evans. Like they'll all be very good. I think they're going to hurt each other. And so I have Joe Mixon at ten. What about the philosophy of iron sharpens iron? How about that? Uh, I think that's <laughs> isn't that like a, going isn't, against someone. Yeah, isn't oh, no. isn't that like offense versus defense? <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, fair, fair enough. I don't. Um, okay, well then, what about so over the past two years, he's averaged about twenty two point one touches per game uh, on the ground, at least. So does does that? Do you think he'll? Be, do you think that's impacted? Because I think that's a pretty good number for where he's at. And that's a he's lot a, of touches. He's averaging 22 rushing attempts. Per game. Over okay. the past two years. Do you get a point per rushing attempt? In, in some <laughs> no, I don't. That's what I'm <laughs> in talking some, about. In some in leagues. It, you need, he needs to get more receptions. Okay. I, I mean, that to be a top six guy. If you think about last year, how I think he ended up finishing in the top five with... Chris McCaffrey being hurt, um, Derrick Henry being hurt, uh, Dalvin Cook missing games. I mean, there are some key guys, Alma Kamara having an offseason. There's other guys who are elite and been elite multiple seasons that were out, and that's what moved him up. Okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah, Joe Mixon was third last year, RB3. And by points per game, he was fourth. Derrick Henry was uh, number one with 23, but obviously he got injured and then missed half the season. So that's by points per game. Um, but, yeah, he was right above – Joe Mixon was right above Alvin Kamara and James Conner for points per game. Yeah, okay. I can see I can see it falling. My one is very slightly too high. Very slightly like Keone, I think I'd only move him down one or two spots, and that's Austin Eckler. Um, I don't get me wrong; he's top three, top four running back this season for sure. Two to me is just a little is a little high. Um, I would put CMC just because CMC to me is always like if CMC is on the field, we can't. You guys talked about it one mock, mock draft Monday. You can't you can't control injuries. You can't plan for injuries so you plan for the best guy and cmc is the best guy for fantasy he's good he's the one player in the nfl right now who's got a thousand thousand um he consistently gets enough receptions he consistently gets enough touchdowns he consistently gets enough rushing he gets just everything he always gets when he's on the field and the only problem he's had is injuries so austin eckler I think the biggest problem with him is he's been inconsistent with his touchdowns. He had 20 last year. And it's not like, you know what, he's had like 15, 16 a couple years, and then he just randomly had one really big season and got it. No, 20 is nine more than his highest total of 11. Uh, and that was 2019. And those are the only two years he has double-digit touchdowns total, like rushing and receiving. His, in his five years in the leagues, he's had five, six, 11, three, and 20. And I just don't see him getting another 20 touchdowns. So even if he's still, even if he's still really good and he's still great and you just drop five touchdowns, 15's great year, five touchdowns, that is enough to lower him from two to like four in my book. And so that's why he's a little too high for me. Who would you put? So 
obviously, if he's going three, you'd put McCaffrey ahead of him. Yeah. If you put him at four, who would you put ahead of him there? Four? Maybe maybe like a Dalvin Cook. But honestly, four, four is... Eh. Like, push, I, it's just, it's just, it. yeah, it's pushing it. Okay. Okay. Eckler at I think three. four could be worst case scenario if he plays all, plays if he plays all, he if he, year. yeah, if he plays all the games and stuff, I think four is, um, four is like his, his floor. Mm. I mean, uh, unless he takes a real step back, I would say probably his floor is actually like nine total, but like that's, he's just losing out on a lot of touchdowns. So I think four would be, you know what? You're pushing King Henry a little higher. You're pushing, um, maybe Dalvin a little higher. I mean, you, maybe you're a little high on Najee Harris too, because okay. Najee Harris got an ass load of receptions last year too. So that's just my thinking. If I put him at four, but I I put him at three in my rankings. So yeah, uh, let's move on. Who do you think is too low in these rankings? Who would you move up higher in the rankings? Uh, Ryan, let's have you go first. Uh, AK, um, AK 41. (laughs) Uh, I have him ranked seventh and he's, uh, in our consensus ninth. I just, he's not going to get suspended. So, you know, most likely he plays most of the games, you know, he might get injured, who knows, but I think last year often or defenses were able to key on him more than ever because there were no other weapons. I mean, Marcus or not Marcus, I think whatever Callaway, whatever his name is, was like the number one option, and he's like the fourth option or fifth option on this team. I think this helps Thomas being back, Olave, Olave being drafted, Jarvis coming in. I think this helps defenses not know what's going on, and everyone's like, oh, James doesn't check down. Listen, they're going to check down to AK. Like, they're going to give him touches, you know, and I he's one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league. I don't see him failing again. I mean, in talking about touchdowns, he scored a bunch of touchdowns the year before and last year couldn't score. Again, because defenses were keying on him because he was literally the best player on the team or on the offense. All right, Keone. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to ride the Chubb train. Oh, yeah. As I always do. Keone loves um, riding that Chubb train. For, these, for this particular pur- purpose. Um, Nick Chubb. Uh, I think he's going to get the touches. You know, he's probably going to be the best player on that team. Um, given, you know, well, on the offense, on the offense, I should say. Yes. Well, for fantasy, that's, you know, that's all we yeah, concern fair. ourselves about. I just want to shout so, out miles Garrett. Cause that guy's freaky. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, so if you draft defenses in your league or individual defensive players, then pff, go for it. Go get miles Garrett. Um, or was it Dequell Jackson? Get Dequell Jackson. He always had like a hundred tackles every year. Also yeah. for the Browns. Um, that was like my go-to when we used to do that. Anyways, um, I, I, I just feel the Browns are going to need a guy like him this year. And so they're going to rely on him. And there are other guys that can counteract that kind of, you know, him being the, o- the only guy. I guess, because there's still, you know, Amari Cooper and there's still Kareem Hunt. And, you know, he performs basically the same with or without Kareem Hunt. So it's not going to affect him with Kareem Hunt on the field, whereas a lot of other players who are in a tandem, their numbers, you know, suffer. But uh, his, I don't think, are 
And if you're a guy who can, you know, average five yards per carry each year, you've been in the league. That's just, that's just stupid. So that's, I'm on the, the main coach, the luxury car or whatever with, uh, with Nick Chubb. Okay. Fair. Um, person I'm going to move up a little bit. I would move Najee Harris probably to one, two spots. Uh, man had the most targets uh, by a running back last year with 94 tied with Austin Eckler. Um, <clears throat> I don't see them checking down less with a rookie quarterback or even Mitch Trubisky, whoever have they announced the starter yet? Did I just miss it? Mm, I don't, I don't think so. So, um, He's going to get his touches. He's going to be, I think, an even more focal point of this offense. He was RB4 last year, his rookie year. Um, I don't think he's going to go – I don't think he's going to get worse. I don't think it – like, the only reason I see him go, uh, having lower numbers is because, uh, like Ryan said, some of those guys are coming back. Some of the guys that were injured are going to be back, and they're going to be more true to form. But he had 1,200 rush yards. He had seven TDs. He had – 94 targets, 74 receptions, only about 500 rush y- uh, receiving yards, and only three touchdowns. I think he can definitely get some more touchdowns this year. He had 381 touches, which is pretty damn high, 1,600 uh, scrimmage yards. I, I don't see those – I don't see them slowing away from that unless he's battling injuries we just don't know about. So uh, I think he's more of a top five guy than uh, a top eight guy. I, I would move him up a little higher. That's my guy. Anybody disagree? I uh, you kind of get in. You kind of gave an argument against uh, against my point. So uh, there you go. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> is there an RB that's outside the top ten that you may you think could jump into the top ten? Yes. Let's go. So <laughs> Aaron Jones. So um, he is a guy that Aaron Rodgers trusts. And if have you heard Aaron Rodgers lately? Um, he uh, does not seem too happy with uh, his receivers right now. He's uh, he's got that you know he's got the photo of him and Devonte Adams, you know, in the end zone or just sharing a nice moment. And then you just see it cuts away, and then you just see the the close up on the frame, and it's just the tears dropping on the glass of him and and Devonte Adams and it's just it's it's beautifully shot you know let's get get somebody like a I don't know a Wes Anderson or in there to shoot it but you know it's, it's it's like one of those things where like you can animate you know how they animate things like where you see people like you watch YouTube videos or like you listen to podcasts and like the person they have like somebody animate a particular segment I yeah. just want somebody to do that because I love seeing just the, like amazingly talented people take the stupid random BS that gets talked about in podcasts. Well, that's still important. And then just taking it into making it like that nice, amazing animation um, and just elevating it to another level of art. And so if anybody wants to do that with anything that we do, that would be highly appreciated. Um, we can't pay you right now, <laughs> um, but one day, one day I would love to pay people to do animate segments of what we have and, just do all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, oh yeah, uh, Aaron Jones. 
um, he is he is very good. He is a, he is a good guy. He is a good running back. Um, but they're going to need him. They're, they're uh, he's going to be probably a main receiving option for Aaron Rodgers because what does Aaron Rodgers look for in a receiver? Consistency, reliability, trust. Otherwise, he will um, throw you under the bus. Apparently, you know you'll remain anonymous, but uh, you'll still be a pile of mush at the end of the day. So, Aaron, Aaron Jones, he trusts him. Okay, yeah, he, you know what? Yeah, he's right outside the top top ten on mine. So, uh, I don't I don't disagree with that. Uh, I'm gonna go with a little player named uh, as James used to like to call him Sasquan Barkley. Uh, so Saquon Barkley, uh, we've seen what he can do. I mean, his rookie season, he had 2000 scrimmage yards, 15 total touchdowns, no fumbles somehow. Um, you know, 91 receptions. He was that guy. I think he can come back to form with that. He's been struggling a lot as of late. Um, but I also think their team, like the, I don't know. How do I put this? The giants have been using him effectively and I have a lot of hope for him. I think, I think the team is going to be a little better than last year. And I think that he's going to bounce back. I don't have a lot to say. It's more, it's really a gut feeling with say with Sasquan Saquon. God damn it. James. <laughs> so I, but I think Ryan, did you agree with me on, on Saquon? Right. I think we both agreed or did you change? Yours? Yeah, I do agree. Um, I actually am current, currently ranked ninth. Um, in my eyes, if he's healthy, he's going to get 250 touches. I think that this isn't just a contract year. This is a make or break year for his career. Uh, like you said, he was second overall pick. He had a great rookie year and he's been really, I mean, just kind of been downhill. He's had injuries. Um, but if he wants to prolong his career, if he wants to get a second contract with the giants, he's going to have to ball out and they're going to give him every opportunity. Um, they let go of Dante Booker. They signed Matt Britta, who was like the third string running back of the Bills because he knows the offense. There is nothing stopping him, if he's healthy, from getting a lot of touches. Um, Daniel Jones and him, he does, I mean, he does check down. He's probably one of the best weapons on the team. Barkley should be very, very good for fantasy if he's healthy. And that's that's the biggest thing. You know, he had a freak injury last year, spraining his. I mean, I was down on him last year, as I've told, said that multiple times. But he had a crazy sprained ankle, which he couldn't really recover from. This year, he should be healthy, and his back's against the wall. You know, what can he do? And I think he's going to be very good. Yeah, in the in the two years he's had at least two hundred and fifty touches, he had fourteen hundred yards from scrimmage, eight touchdowns. And 15 touchdowns and 2,000 yards from scrimmage. So um, every other year he's had less than that, and he doesn't do as well. So you're right. If he can get over that that uh, threshold, then uh, he's probably going to have a good year this year. So are you guys ready to do wide receivers now? I just have one thing to say. Oh, say it. Say it with your chest. Bring back Wayne Gallman. <laughs> <laughs> do we even know? Where is Wayne Gallman currently? Um. Not flourishing like he needs to be, like the star he is. I loved that bet you made last year. Uh, <sighs> okay, Keone, let's read the top ten uh, wide receivers now. 
Tyreek Hill, number 10. Number 9, Keenan Allen. Number 8, Mike Evans. Number 7, Debo Samuel. Number 6, C.D. Lamb. Number 5, Stefan Diggs. Number 4, Devontae Adams. Number 3, Cooper Cup. Number 2, Jamar Chase. And number 1, Justin Jefferson. Good job, County. I know that hurts your voice. Thank you. You did. You did great. All right. Let's let's start with the other questions again. Uh, who do you guys think is too high? Uh, let's go, Ryan. Who do you think is too high? Ryan, once again, mute. Again. Ryan loves to do that. Sorry. He just likes to listen to you. I, no, it's okay. I mute myself because there's people talking. Yeah, um, fair. Us. So my guy is gonna be Debo Samuel, uh, which is hilarious again, um, but. The thing is, he missed most of the off-season workouts uh, with the contract dispute. He was a hold-in to start a training camp. So his connection is with Trey Lance is behind um, George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk. Um, the thing about Debo Samuel is, is that I understand he was a wide back. He had a lot of rushing. It's all about touchdowns for me. Uh, last year, he scored 14 touchdowns. 11 of his 14 touchdowns were outside 10, 10 or more yards. His average touchdown score was 27 yards. He was a big play guy. I mean, he had two touchdowns over 70 yards, which is just ridiculous. You barely see that ever. Three, I think four touchdowns over 40. And so I'm not in love with that. I think this offense to be more run heavy than it was last year with Trey Lance or with Trey Lance, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, if you compare his touchdowns to Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams' touchdown or average touchdown length was 10.5 yards. It's more predictable, you know. I am scared that Debo Samuel isn't going to be able to be the big play threat he was last year. So I have him ranked 10th. He's 7th in our rankings. I could see him falling a little bit farther in my rankings if I don't hear that he's best friends with um, Trey Lance because I already hear that with Brett and Ayuk. You know, they've been hanging out all summer long. Does Ayuk go ahead of Samuel? Because of that friendship. Yeah. Uh, you you bring up honestly good points. Debo Samuel. I didn't realize he had four over 40 yards. That that I mean, 100% is not sustainable. Again, 27. Like, that's, that's a big play threat. And then most of that was also rushing too. So he even had rushing I, touchdowns over 20 yards. I could, I could honestly see him getting two over 70 yards more than I can see him getting four over 40 again. Because, you know, he gets randomly loose. It wouldn't surprise me if, if he goes two for seven, like two for 75 each uh, first play of first play of the drive or whatever. But the four for 40 I, I, is just not not going to happen again. So he needs to learn how to score closer in. Uh, Keone, who would you think is too high right now? Um, it's not it's not a B. It's C D lamb. Um. I, yes, good. That 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 deserves that. Um, I I just I uh, he's ranked six here. I have him ranked ten. 
Um, I just think six is too high for him. Not that he's going to do bad because, you know, he proved that he's an amazing talent. And when that offense gets cooking, you know, they produce really good numbers. However, I think this year is going to be a far cry from what it's been in past years. Um, That offense is just not going to be the same as it was. He's basically the, not the only guy, but he's, because there's CeeDee Lamb, there's Dalton Schultz, who I think will do well. But then they got rid of Cedric Wilson. They got rid of Amari Cooper. Um, Michael Gallup is injured with like a torn ACL in the last game of last year, or one of the last games. Um, and they're hit or miss offense. And so I think there's a ton of pressure on them, like always, but it seems like even more this year for whatever reason. And I don't think it's going to turn into a diamond like they probably are hoping. It's probably it's not going to be bad. It's not like going to be like cubic zirconium, but it's going to be more like a, a, a ruby or an emerald, or, you know, but not. Are quite. you just naming Pokemon games now? Um, yeah. Pokemon cubic zirconium. <laughs> that's uh, that's generation 10. Um, but yeah, I just I think there's diminishing returns with this team. And while he's still going to be a great receiver because he's like the top guy and the number one guy there, it's just not enough to be like top six. So I have him at 10, but I don't put him higher than that. Do you think it's a make or break year for the Cowboys? Because it just kind of feels like it feels like they've had enough of their pieces for long enough to where they should have done something. And since they haven't they they might just say, you know what, screw this and and start a soft rebuild where they make some big I mean, moves in the offseason? I mean, if you're if we want to be honest, like every year seems like it's a make or break year for the Cowboys because they're they've been mythologized in sports, you know, history and all that sort of stuff. But we don't want to get into, you know, all like the history of, of that type of stuff because we don't have the time. But um I can see, yeah, I can see this year being, you know, because like you said, like uh, Dak's been there for a while. Zeke's been there for a while, although his numbers have been basically diminishing each year, at least in t- I think in terms of like yards per game. Um, and they brought in a lot of new guys, you know, a lot of young guys, but you can't just have young guys in your receiving core. And so, and I think the other teams in their division have gotten better. The Eagles have gotten better. Um, you know, even the Washington Washingtons, you could argue, have potentially gotten better, but mm. New York, I, I know it's still, but like the Eagles definitely, I, I think are the team to beat in that division this year. Um, so this, the, the, the Cowboys, I think either like need to get rid of Jerry Jones, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It's not going to happen. But I, I think they need to maybe let somebody else. Yeah, maybe Jerry needs take, to just take a step back and watch. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, mine, I talked about it last week. It was one of our fantasy fights. It's Tyreek Hill. He's too high on my list. I gave a lot of points last week. The biggest one is Tua bad. Uh, Patrick Mahomes good. I I'm way more down. I'm. It, it might just be because I'm being a little bit of a contrarian, but I hear a lot of people like this. This Dolphins team's gonna be gonna be good. This Dolphins offense is gonna be electric, and I'm just like, no, 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 it's not. No, it's not. I don't. <laughs> I don't believe really in their wide receivers. I've always kind of thought Tyreek was more product of Patrick Mahomes and less Tyreek being skillful. Um, I mean, that one's not fully like, 
I don't fully believe that Tyreek Hill is a good wide receiver. I think his main characteristic is I'm faster than you and not like I'm a good wide receiver. But um, Jalen Waddle, a little still too early to tell. And then Tua, at best, is too early to tell for me, being going into, what, second year for him. So I'm just – I'm really low on this on this Dolphins offense, and I think that's mostly just as a reaction to everybody being so high on it. So – to me, Tyreek Hill is out of the top ten. I have him at twenty-two. Um, I might switch some of these rankings around, but I don't. I don't see Tyreek Hill in my rankings going higher than like eighteen, eighteen, nineteen. Mm-hmm. So that's who I think. Um, but we had that argument last year or last week. So let's move on to who's too low. So who's too low in your rankings? Uh, Keanu, let's let's go with you first. So I'm going to say Debo Samuel. So I just wow. think like, Ryan does bring up good points. You know, he hasn't been there this offseason because of contract stuff. And it's a new, you know, Trey Lance is stepping in as the quarterback for basically not the first time, but as the main guy for the first time. So the chemistry needs to be there. But I think I think he's just a, it's a scary like it's a scary offense when he's on the team because you're not exactly sure what's going to happen. And that's that's kind of what leads to those, you know, them catching those them catching the defenses off guard is what leads to those, you know, touchdowns over 40 yards. And while it might be maybe potentially not like four for 40, like we've said, I don't think it's ridiculous. You know, that's, it's, it's crazy. Like, but it's, you know, somebody has to do it for the first time for it to become normal. So like, why not? And I just think they're they're better. They're a better offense with him on the field. He's crazy talented. He can play from wherever. And while obviously you get more points in PPR for receptions and stuff, I think you can't undermine his ability to rush the ball and what that means for him as a fantasy prospect. Um, and I think he's the number one option. And I know Ryan, you're talk- you, you said Brandon Ayuk has been getting very close and cozy with with Trey Lance. Um, but I still think his talent puts him as the number one option ahead of Ayuk and even ahead of like George Kittle. Um, That's so. fair. But we did see last year what happened with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup going out for breakfast every day. Uh, I don't True. hear Debo going out for breakfast. Fair enough. Breakfast, great meal. <laughs> the most important meal. Yeah. You know say. what? Real quick, let's <laughs> let's rank the meals. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, okay. I, I, you know what? I'll go with this one. Um, somebody who's too low to me is Devonte Adams. I think him at four, um, is close, but I would put him, I would put him just above Jamar chase. Um, I think, I think he's the best receiver in the league, uh, just at least at the game of football. And I, I just think that we can't put him too low. I mean, he's going into a system that is going to is going to treat him properly still. Uh, I mean, he's going to get a lot of targets. Derek Carr can throw the ball uh, for a lot of money for a lot of yards. He threw for forty eight hundred last year. He, um, he's going to step in, and I think he's going to be the favorite target there. You know, Darren Waller will still be a very solid pass catcher. I don't think Darren Waller's stats will get worse with Devonte Adams there, but I think that uh Adams will kind of take more from the other wide receivers like Hunter Renfro and stuff. And he's just too good for me to put him anything lower than I want to say 3. 
So that's that's my move. That's what I would do. Ryan, who do you say is too low? Well, let's go back to the debate. It's Tyreek Hill. I have him ranked seventh. Um, I can kick you from the meeting. Ten. I just don't think that if he gets, I just think if he gets 125 targets, he is too elite to not be great in fantasy. I mean, the fact is, is that even when he was with Alex Smith, again, I'll say it, and he had 105 targets, he still got over 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, He could do that same thing with Tua very easily. I think I'm just, I'm not fading Tyreek Hill. The talent's there. I think two is good. You think two is good? I think two, two will be good. I don't think two was good. Let's say that. Sorry. I don't think two performed well, but I don't think he was capable of performing well oh. under situations. I think he will be good. Oh. So do you think he'll, you think two will be good at football or do you think he'll be good at fantasy football? I think he will be good at football that produces very good fantasy football options. Okay. All right. Fair. And you believe what you believe. I mean, you know, this sounds like a bet needs to happen here. That's what, I mean, this is like this two weeks in a row. We podcasted. We've had debates. We, we can make figure out a bet about Tyree kill that can make us both happy here. All right. I mean, I think I think, think the loser has to wear right. a cheetah print outfit to a podcast. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that 100% of the day. I'll wear a cheetah okay. print outfit, like, out in public, not work. I can't wear it to work. <laughs> I can't wear it to work. So don't <laughs> say sorry. that. I have to I wear mean, it for all day. You have I, them at 22. I have them at 7. Um, like, I, like I said, I, I'm probably moving to 18. I think 22 okay, is a little egregious. But. I'll let you adjust your rankings, and we'll put the bet out on Twitter I think he's a wide receiver one. If you want to be out of the bet, he's a, he finishes wide receiver, uh, you know, wide receiver one. So what's that? 10 spot or if we're going 12 spots, 12, or if it's going 10, we can go 10, whatever. But I, I just think he's too well, good for the negativity. Okay. We'll, we'll come up, we'll come up with the bet. We'll talk about it after the pod um, in the Twitch and we'll come up with it. Mm. Um, okay, let's move on to same question as the running backs. Is there anybody outside the top 10 you think could jump into the top 10? Uh, Ryan, how about you go first this time? Yeah, it's uh, Michael Thomas. Um, it's pretty easy for me. Again, he was elite receiver before he got hurt. Uh, Winston has produced elite receivers before. I would like to take, down, uh, take a trip down memory lane. In 2019, um, Thomas, 18.8 points per game. Chris Godwin, 16.7 points per game. Mike Evans, 15.3 points per game. Those are a top three. And guess who two of those three were by? Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston in this offense will produce more. And I understand that last year that they were a little more run heavy and they were, you know, they didn't want Jameis to do any turnovers. Guess what? That's because I didn't have any weapons. <laughs> Again, Callaway is the fourth or fifth receiver on this team because they have Thomas back. They signed Jarvis. They signed Olave or the draft of Olave. I, they traded a pick for Olave. They are all in on trying to be, uh, be in the playoffs. 
they're trading their first round pick for la- or, uh, next year coming up. James Winston will make this offense good. Michael Thomas is very, very good. Like I understand people forget and they think he's a slant boy and he gets a lot of hate. <laughs> Michael Thomas is a top 10 receiver when healthy. Hey, 100%. Who cares if he's a slant boy? If you won't have him on your fantasy team, you love the slants, especially in PPR. I mean, let him get nine receptions. Drop a game. Passes great red zone option. Gets open. Seamus Winston, again, has produced elite receivers. He's going to produce an elite receiver t- this year. And I think it's Michael Thomas. The only reason why I have him not in the top 10 right now is because I want to see him in a preseason game. Just see him run against someone who's you know not the same defense. You see those highlights in training camp. That's great. If he plays a preseason game and I get to see one route and he gets open, I am putting him in the top 10. Okay, fair. Mine, also another Michael, uh, Pittman. Uh, I think Michael Pittman has kind of shown uh, that he's just continuously improving. And I think that actually the good thing about Michael Pittman, too, is he's getting he's improving and his quarterback's improving every year. He had Phillip Rivers on, you know, at the end of his career, not a great year for him. And then he had Carson Wentz, who... Um, Let's just not talk about Carson Wentz. Now he has Matt Ryan, who is on the tail end of his career, but still a uh, very capable quarterback. Michael Pittman will be the number one option there. He doesn't have to worry about T.Y. He doesn't have to worry about anybody else besides Jonathan Taylor and uh, Naheem Hines, really. So I just see Michael Pittman kind of taking that leap this year. He had 1,000 receiving yards last year. I can see him getting more targets, more receptions, uh, more yards, and more touchdowns than all of his all of his stats for last year. So I like Michael Pittman. I have him ranked at number 10 personally, um, just because I have Tyreek Hill outside of the top 10, as you guys know. So Keone. So I'm going to go with um, a similar guy to Ian, but he's a junior. The Michael Pittman junior. I think technically he's a junior, Um, but yeah, I I, got to represent the Colts. You know, got to sneak it in there. And we all know about Mr. Fitted, Jonathan Taylor. But Pittman is a guy who has potential to put up wide receiver one numbers in a division where he's probably one of the best receivers um, and a division where the Colts definitely have a chance to lead that division. Um, He's a clear number one on the team. You know, they got Alec Pierce is a rookie. Um Paris Campbell is also there, but hasn't really done anything. Mo Ali Cox is there to catch, you know, the surprise touchdown every handful of games. Um, so other than Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, um, Matt, like Matt Ryan, like you said, yeah, they're Matt Ryan's going to go to those guys. And I, I think it is, yeah, an improvement that Matt Ryan is there. Um, so I, I think, yeah, Pittman is has the very definite chance to sneak into that top ten. Okay, uh, Ryan, go ahead. Oh, uh, and if you want to see any of our, you know, or sorry, the rest of our fantasy rankings, uh, you can check it out at fantasydaydreamers.com. We put them up there. It has our individual ones, consensus. So check it out. 
I mean, it's, I mean, I'm think it's pretty good. I think it's better than ESPN's. Very clearly, you Ooh. did. You did say that. Uh, I saw that. All right, let's go to our final segment before we're out of here. Uh, Keone's got characters. So if you've never seen it or never heard it before, every week we uh, give Keone a fantasy football question, and then we give him a character for him to speak like. So this week's question is: What is George Kittle's fantasy ceiling? And Keone, can you do this in the style or in the characterization of? I just blanked on his name. I can't think of it. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. He is from San Francisco, born there. And I think it's a perfect option for 100% blanked right when I was about to do it. So we're going (laughs) to give Keone a minute on the timer to practice, warm up his voice. He was doing some weird voices earlier, so his throat must hurt. I'm starting the timer now. Uh, Keon or Ryan, what do you think his fantasy ceiling is? Uh, this is hard because again, I've been a little off because he didn't score touchdowns, but he did have a career high last year, I think, of six. Um, he could be tight end three. I don't think he'll be tight end one because I think Mark Andrews has that pretty much locked up in my eyes. I Over think Kelsey? Travis Kelsey, yeah, I think Travis Kelsey will be the clear number two, and I think George Kittle is fighting. With uh, Dallas Goddard, um, Darren Waller, um, and Kyle Pitts for that third spot. Uh, okay. Um, fair. I think the biggest thing for George Kittle has been his injuries. I mean, he hasn't played a full season since his sophomore campaign. Um, and you're right, he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, it seems like. But I also think that he had somebody um, who didn't throw a lot of touchdowns. He had... Nick Mullins for a little bit there when Jimmy G was injured and he had Jimmy G. Jimmy G doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns. So, uh, I think that his ceiling personally this year, um, if he's able to stay on the field, all six, all 17 games, I think he can be number one. I think he gets a, a, he can get a lot of targets. He can get a lot of receptions. He can get a lot of yards. And I think the only thing that's missing is even just like three or four more touchdowns elevates his game even more. So, um, that's my opinion. And that's a minute. So Keone, are you ready? Mr. Clint is, what is George Kittle's fantasy ceiling? I know what you're thinking. Did he get six touchdowns or only five? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself, but being as he is the San Francisco tight end and could blow clean hole through your defense. You gotta ask yourself one question. What's his ceiling? Well, what is it, punk? I think that George Kittle fella can get, can be a tight end three. He was a solid tight end four last year, being fourth in yards with 901, sixth in receptions with 71, and number one in yards per reception among players with at least 70 receptions at 12.8. And he did have six. I just checked the math. He only played in 14 games. Well, the top three guys, as they so call themselves, collectively missed only one game. So, I think George Kittle, 
of the San Francisco 49ers. His ceiling is tight end three. I don't think he'll pass Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey this year, but he can have over a thousand yards and get over a hundred targets with at least a 75 to 80% catch rate. So that, my friends, before you get off my lawn, is tight end three. Ryan, do you have any questions? I love that one. That was a great one. I, I don't have any questions either. I, just leave it at that. That's a that's a great way to finish it off. Did that one hurt your voice, County? Not as much because I, this is one like it's not as guttural. So you know, it's it's not as yeah, not like the announcer voice. Well, then, do you want to do it's the just out- angry old man? pissed off at the world having three ways twice in a movie about him smuggling drugs <laughs> literally happened check out the movie the mole i swear mule. to god mule. the mule i'm 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 90 something years old god darn it well mr clint can you mr eastwood uh can you do the outro for us then i guess so ladies and gentlemen boys and ghouls <laughs> Why are you going Halloween suddenly? <laughs> I don't know, because my, my, something smells like a jack-o'-lantern in here. Uh, maybe it's me. Anyways, check out the website, the great website, the greatest website, for a few dollars more, fantasydaydreamers.com. Actually, the Patreon, that's for a few dollars more. Let me tell you, support us there, and you can have the ecstasy of gold in our content. Um at uh, patreon.com slash daydreamermedia. We have our Instagram, Twitter, and our TikToks at FFDaydreamers, whatever the ticky talkies is, those darn kids and their newfangled stuffs. But great videos on there, I've been told. And check out the Twitch that you're, that this podcast is recorded on at twitch.tv slash daydreamermedia. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.